0: You are Locked On Knicks, your daily podcast on the New York Knicks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Shot
1: blocked! Porzingis with his fourth projection. Clubby
2: Ladies for three.
0: He's lined lines up. Milikina. What
2: he does is contagious.
0: Become an infection. And across the lane. Baker launches it. Jack to Porzingis. Fires up the ball. Welcome, everybody, to Lock Knicks, the podcast that's in the 99th percentile of explaining, complaining, and entertaining. I'm host James Marcela, a.k.a. Dank Nilakina. You may know me as FBA Injury Report on Twitter. And this is episode 351. Hoo-wee! On today's episode, we're joined by Drew Steele and Ashwin Romnath. Yes, two guests, both from Posting and Toasting. And we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that's come up over the past couple of days that you may not have heard about on this podcast yet. We just heard today, and that is Thursday, the recording of this episode, that Frank Nielakina is going to defend some fours against the Brooklyn Nets on Friday. Ron Baker is going to start at point guard on Friday. Mitchell Robinson is going to spend some time in the G League this season. Alonzo Trier has been playing out. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about Lance, Sto- Lance Thomas excuse me, uh, winning the starting four spot to open the season. And then we're going to close by talking about Jimmy Butler because we got it. This is just one of the most fun stories for a non-Wolves fan to crop up in a very long time. Just finished talking to Ashwin and Drew. I had a great time. I think you guys are going to have a great time. So let's just do it. Let's start the show. Hit him off. Yes. So I want to talk about Frank Nilakina defending fours. David Fisdale says that Nilakina will defend some fours at times during Friday night's game against the Brooklyn Nets helmed by the genius Sean Marks. My question for you guys is, is this a great move, a terrible move, or somewhere in between Drew, let's start with you. What do you think?
2: I think this is a Sean Marks genius level move oh by the by the Knicks. So this is like the highest praise possible
1: for any <laughs> that, uh... human being in any for endeavor, any human, in yeah, any, field, any field,
2: being. in it's any endeavor. It, it doesn't matter. Like when you're that like Mensa level GMing genius, yeah, it's it's above all else. Um, but in all in all seriousness, folks. I mean, it's fine. I mean, he's big enough. I mean, it's not like the Nets have any big fours. Who are they going to send out? Rondé Jefferson. So, not In, really.
0: in general, Just, him saying that he's going to guard fours, I mean, that's a good thing, right? That he's looking for him to be versatile, or are you guys of the sky is falling, oh my God, will he ever be a point guard school? I mean, I guess I know you're not, but reassure the people who are out there.
1: Am, am uh, I supposed I'll... to reassure them, or is Doug supposed to reassure them? You reassure yeah. them, Schwinn. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to reassure them, because they're stupid. Uh, no, they're not stupid, but it's like, why are we worried about this? If he can defend fours, that's awesome. Yeah. That has nothing to do with him playing point guard. Like, he could defend fours and play point guard. You know who does that? LeBron James. That's what LeBron James does. He plays point guard, and he defends fours sometimes when he wants to try. Uh, ben Simmons does that. Ben right. Simmons plays point. Defense fours, defense three. Yeah, like it. Who he defends is if he can defend fours, awesome. Like that's awesome. That means that he can do that. He can defend one through four. Like that's something yeah, to celebrate. For sure. Uh, and if he can play point, even better. Like great. That's awesome. But you know, uh, I feel. I mean, I'll say this. I, I definitely feel way more confident about him defending one through four than becoming and turning into like. A, an awesome primary ball handler, which is fine. Like I have never tied the success of his NBA career to whether or not he beca- he can become a primary ball handler because he's six six. So like, there's a lot of possibilities for him, and uh, I just think like focusing so much on that, you miss out on so many possibilities of what he could become. Sure, so yeah. I, I think I think Fizdale has the right approach, uh, at least on a base level of like. I don't like, he doesn't seem to really care where Frank plays. He's just very comfortable putting him out there in a variety of roles. And like, the fact that he trusts him like that actually speaks well to how he views Frank.
0: For sure. For Frank's part, his quote on the matter was guarding anyone on the opposite end is good for me. It's a challenge. I will do my best to deny them to score, to deny them to get what they want, to deny them to get comfortable. If if that's the plan, let's do it. So I mean players say anything, I don't really ever believe them, but he There's does There's
1: no way he said it like that either. <laughs> it was I think do you he
0: wanna say it in a French accent. Do you wanna do a xenophobic imitation of uh, Frank Nilakina saying this, Schwinn?
1: I can't. I'm so I'm so bad at doing I can't he's one person I can't, I can't do I'm any white. impression of.
2: What's that,
0: Doug? You were saying something?
2: Yeah, I was saying I'm white, so I'm gonna avoid any sort of
0: you know That's the correct you know. move. That is um, a direct move. You know, One voice? last question is there before any sort
2: of voices like that.
0: Yeah, no, you can't. One last question before we move on. Um, what do you make of Fizdale announcing this? Do you think people would see it during the game and like be perplexed, and he's trying to cut that off, or do you think he's just trying to kind of reinforce this message to everyone that I want Frank to be as versatile as possible? What do you make of him actually saying this is going to happen before it happens? And Drew. I, I know that Fizzdale just
2: likes to speak to the media, so I think he's just kind of just saying it. Like, it doesn't matter whether he says it or not. Yeah. I think just going out out there saying it, it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. He's being very open for stuff that he doesn't necessarily need to be open okay. about. So, you know, it's kind of fine. I just know he just likes to talk, so let him keep talking. It's not like it's bad.
0: Any thoughts there, Schwinn?
1: Um, You don't have to. It's pretty. No, I, I don't really have any thoughts on I think it's fine. Like,. As long as he's, I mean, I have less of a problem. I have no problem with this. I have way more of a problem with him when he says stuff like Lance Thomas is our Draymond Green and stuff like that. Right. So
0: Yeah, I just thought it was he curious. Draymond. <laughs> Lance Thomas yeah. is not Draymond. I think we can all agree on that. Someone who might be Draymond, Ron Baker, who's getting the start at point guard on Friday is this the first? That was a
1: really good segue, right? That was a really good segue,
0: Peabody award winning segue. Forget the fact that it made no sense because Draymond doesn't play point, but he kind of does, he sort of does, right? Little
1: no, kind of no, a little bit. No. I, trade this let's just talk about this because people throw this out there all the time. Like, Draymond Green does not fucking run point guard. Like, I don't know, he gets eight, he gets like seven, eight assists a game. And if you actually watch them, at least four of those assists are him doing legit nothing. He just comes to the top of the key and waits for, like, Clay or Steph to run off the screen, and they put up the worst shot ever, and it goes in, because they're, like, the two greatest shooters ever. So he gets, like, seven, eight assists like that, and people are like, yeah, he's a point guard. Like, no, he's not a point guard. He just benefits, like, he's good. Don't get me wrong, he can handle, he can distribute, but, like, no, he's not a point guard, and I'm going to get off my soapbox now.
0: I like that. Let's bring it back to Ron Baker, though, who I've been caping for forever. I'm a little bummed that Wolfenstein 3D isn't on the show right now because he's Ron Baker's ultimate hater. Um, I'm pumped to see him get this start. I think it means absolutely nothing. I think Fizdale is just like, yeah, uh, you work hard. Let's give you some burn in preseason. I don't see him getting a start at point guard in the regular season, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you guys think? Is this the first of 7,000 consecutive starts at point guard for Ron Baker?
1: Cal Ripken. (laughs) Our Cal Ripken. He he is
0: our (laughs) iron horse. Is that what they called him? That's Lou Gehrig, right? I should know this.
1: Yeah, that's. Yeah, you're a diehard Yankees fan, aren't you?
0: Eh, I grew up liking them. But I, I ditched it for basketball, and I was like, "This is I'm an adult. I don't have time for this shit. 162 games? Come on.
1: I saw them we'll win, like, we'll 17 World
0: Series, game. so that was enough for me. I'm good. Cashed out. I'll stop being a Knicks fan once they win five uh, titles. That's, that's how you do it.
1: <laughs> Get the one.
0: <laughs> I'll take five, thank you. Drew, I feel like you were trying to say something. Any thoughts on Ron Baker starting at point guard?
2: Um, I really enjoy it. I'd love to see Ron Baker play. If he could play forty-eight minutes every game, right. I would be very happy. I mean, the season's not going to be, you know, a good one in terms of like winning. So at least play players that are like fun to watch. And I think Ron Baker's fun to watch. He's not the most talented person, but he hustles. He gets elbowed in the face by Anthony Davis. Like that's the type of stuff I want to watch in a in a lost season.
0: By the way, Anthony Davis fouled him. It's ridiculous that Anthony Davis wasn't suspended for probably the rest of the season. He purposely threw that elbow. It was even more egregious than Reggie Miller throwing Greg Anthony to the ground. But we'll keep moving.
1: I don't think Drew gets that reference because Drew thinks think that basketball didn't exist until the year 2003. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because he was just like drawing. It's like, oh, plumbers! Oh, <laughs> school teachers!
0: <laughs> Drew was busy. Making fan fiction for Dragon Ball Z up until around 2015.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right.
0: <laughs> and, and perfecting his uh, grilled cheese technique.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm really good at making grilled
0: cheese. I bet you are, and I bet you think that too. Oh, I'm so good. It's like the perfect crisp.
2: The melt and the cheese is perfect. It's
0: Do you mayonnaise it up, you white-ass food. motherfucker?
2: I do not. Um, I've had it before. Is that a thing that...
1: You guys do yeah, so like what your you, white people do? You guys uh, do our people
0: do this disgusting thing. I yeah, also I think that's the first time I dropped an MF on the podcast. It's Schwinn's yeah, fault. There's,
2: yeah, there's like a group of white people who put mayo on their grilled cheese. It's really weird. I actually tried it to see what like the fuss was about, and it's just it's just the right like I'm it's sure nothing it's too special. Yeah, like it's just extra like fatty to it. And yeah, I mean like brown browns up faster than the butter, even though butter does have a high smoke point. But this isn't the food podcast.
1: So, it's always a uh, podcast. <laughs> 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 what is what is Mayo's zone true shooting percentage though? That's a good question. Um,
0: I think um, probably fifty four. <laughs> Tommy D did a good report on uh, zone shooting, per, zone true shooting percentage uh, recently. You guys should check it out. He really kind of. Um, he opened my eyes to like how effective it can be as a stat. So Drew especially, I think. He took your work and really ran with it and did some special stuff, so I think you should check it out.
2: If anyone actually ran with my work for stats, I, I think that's worse than me making the stat itself.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Drew's work is, is worthless. But one final thought on Rob Baker before we move on. I do think it's good, at least from the perspective of he clearly goes out there and busts his ass. I think it lends a little bit of credence to this... Catch what you kill mentality that, uh, you know, Fisdale preaches that he's at least getting a preseason start, even though it's probably not going to mean something for his long term place in the rotation. But I, I think it's a good small reward for what undoubtedly has been like hard work. I'm sure he's busting his ass in practice the same way we see him do, you know, when he's playing in the games. Speaking of catch what you kill, I want to talk about this is another award winning transition Alonzo Trier who has exceeded all expectations in the preseason, coming in as an undrafted uh, free agent signing. Before I do that, I just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Locked On Knicks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to get to Alonzo Trier in just one second. Chill out, all right? Hold your horses. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about something that's very important to me, and that's attending live events. I mean, what better way is there to connect... With your fellow human being. Than to go to all 100 Billy Joel shows at Madison Square Garden. And that's what I've done. You know, I can't think of a better way to connect with the people in my city. Than attending all 100 Billy Joel concerts at Madison Square Garden. And in order to do that I had to buy these tickets. And where do I buy them you might be asking. I'm going to tell you. Vivid Seats. It's the best app. Get it wherever you get apps. You go in there, you find your tickets. They're a hundred percent guaranteed. You sit wherever you want. I mean, I go to Billy Joel shows, all of them, but you can go anywhere. You can go to see anything. You can see Billy Joel. You could see uh, Bruce Springsteen. You could see Jimmy Buffett. You could see uh, Hamilton. Some of the best rap I've ever heard in my life is in Hamilton. (laughs) But you can't go see Hamilton without getting tickets. And that's where you go. That's where you go is Vivid Seats, is what I'm trying to say. Vivid Seats. Use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Fully guaranteed seats wherever you want them at Hamilton. Maybe like three years from now. Because, again, the rap is just so good in Hamilton. But Vivid Seats is going to help you get there. Use the code LOCKEDON. $20 off, $200 or more. Vivid Seats. So, Alonzo Trier, I have sort of a two-part question. I mean, one is, what do you actually think of this kid? How good could he be? How much of what we're seeing is real? How much of it is a mirage? And then kind of following up on that, if it does seem real-ish to you guys, how much does it erode Fisdale's credibility... If Alonzo Trier is not up with the big league team like immediately given his preseason performance and I don't even mean necessarily as a contract you know getting on the you know transitioning from the two way to being on the 15 man roster but even if he stays on the two way I think it would mean a lot if he were up with the team immediately do you believe in what you've seen do you think he has to be on uh, up with the big league at the start of the season um And if he's not, does that in any way influence how players might see Fisdale and what he says is being credible? Uh, Schwinn, why don't we start with you? It was kind of a mouthful for me, but if you can untangle that mouthful for Uh, me.
1: Are you done talking? I'm done. You keep going. (laughs) Untangle the mouthful. Uh, I think that Alonzo Trier probably isn't as good as Kevin Durant. Mm. Um, That's my hot take. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, this is my thing is I, he would have gotten drafted probably in the first round if he didn't have those PED suspensions in college. Like, you know, for three, he played, you know, three years at Arizona. So like a major school, major conference, Yeah. uh, for over three years, he averaged 17 points a game. He had 48, 38, 83 splits from the field. Like, pretty solid. Like, really solid, actually. Uh, His true shooting percentage over three seasons was 63. Uh, He had an EFG of 56. Like, you know, the the guy... And the other thing is, he he gets to the free throw line consistently. He did that in college, too. Uh, Like, I I just... To me, I'm watching him play, and it's like... I don't... I don't know. I guess for me... A lot of people seem to think that what he's doing is super. It's probably not sustainable, but like, it kind of is in line with what he did in college, and um, it's even in line with what he what we saw in Summer League. It's just that in Summer League, for the first couple of games, like he wasn't hitting any shots. Yeah. So, I think with him, it's just like if he hits shots, he's like, this is real. Um, and you know, maybe I don't know. He has some like crazy. I think he's like. 68 true shooting or something in the preseason so like yeah i mean i don't buy that obviously sure. i don't think he's gonna like you know reset the scoring efficiency marks and stuff but um did you see those stats you know, i forget like, what
0: it was there's only three rookies who are scoring x amount on x on whatever the shooting is and it was yeah, it like him etan and donchich
1: yeah yeah and he's obviously like the, the most heralded one uh <laughs> so i don't see no reason to doubt it no it's i i just like i i don't know i guess what I always thought of when I saw him, like just from as soon as I saw him in summer league and even before summer league, when I just was like looking at his college numbers, it's just like, he, it's like, can he be kind of like a Lou Williams light? Um, and somebody threw this out in the Slack the other day. I don't remember who probably wasn't Alex since he sucks at everything. Um, was like, could he be J.R. Smith light, you know, and maybe that's a better comparison because, you know, J.R. Smith is the kind of guy, like, when you give him the ball, everything tends to turn into, like, some like, crazy iso that has no rhythm to it. Um, And that's kind of how Trier plays, but, you know, like, sometimes you just need a guy that's gonna do shit. And, um, you know, like, right now, there are points when, you know, you throw lineups out there for us, and there's just not a lot of shot creation, and there's not a lot of scoring. And, there is value to just being able to give Trier the ball and he's just like, All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. I don't care what the play is, I'm gonna just gonna isolate here from the top of the key for ten seconds and I'm gonna create something. And I think and we like, saw... he doesn't just create by pulling up for mid range shots. Like right. he gets to the rim and he, he gets fouled. And that's awesome because we have not had that. I don't even remember the last time we had a player like no, that. No,
0: for sure. I mean, I complain about efficiency on the podcast a lot, as a lot of people do. And iso ball can be boring. It can slow down the team. But, I mean, we saw Houston used it to great effect in last year's playoffs. Like, it's not a strategy that's completely devoid of uh, results. I mean, it, it, it can be used. Uh, as part of a winning basketball uh situation, especially if you've got four other shooters who can space the court and give them some room to mess around and then kick out for shots if they have decent vision. But um for me, Alonzo Trier, you know, uh I I do believe in his ball handling and like you said, it looks like he's pretty good at getting to the rim. He's one of these guys who's just um one of the joys of basketball is these people with just like unique games. And while his game may not be a hundred percent unique His, like, herky-jerkiness is interesting and unique in the way that, like, a funky batting stance is in baseball. Um, Clyde is
1: really into it. Is he? Yeah, Clyde, Mm -hmm. just every time he dribbles, just can't stop talking about how herky-jerky he
0: is. (laughs) I mean, if it's true. It's weird. Like, it looks like he's being electrocuted as he's, like, bouncing around. Drew, are you part of the Alonzo Trier bandwagon? Do you think he's looking decent?
2: I am. Um, I think the key is also, like, not only is he getting to the rim and finishing he's not really sacrificing too much on defense. Like, he's not terrible. So, like, you can kind of live with someone who's an isolation player when they're not costing you so much on defense. Like, that's one of the issues with, like, J.R. Smith, especially later in his career. Like, he just wasn't a good defender. Um, Jamal Crawford, not a good defender. Especially, you know, especially as he's, what's he now, like, 55 and still playing? (laughs) Like, you know, like, he's just, he can't defend anymore. So I think I think the defense is kinda goes um.
0: Any chance overlooked. any chance of the things we just identified as strengths, once he gets into the regular season, he just gets smizzacked and he's like garbage.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like finishing around the We're rim, problem, like yeah. for sure. That could be a problem. I mean that, the thing is like I'm not saying that he's hundred percent gonna be a success. Like sure. but you're looking at a guy it's it's thing. Like, it's like if he was not let's just say he got drafted in the first round, right? Let's if he got if he was like the twentieth pick overall would would people be like searching for reasons not to like his performance because it feels like when i when people are talking about him they're like well he was an undrafted free agent right. and and so like because he's undrafted like everything he's doing is against scrubs and like that's not really accurate because he's played a lot of minutes in the first like i mean he tore up the Brooklyn Nets all right like we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets here one
0: of the most promising situations hours. in the league
1: yeah, like mm-hmm. these guys are a powerhouse. Yeah, uh, and he just tore them up. No, but it's like even like, even the Nets. Seriously, like they're not obviously not a good team, but like they're still an NBA team. Yep. And he did that the first half. His damage in the first half when like they were playing actual NBA players, or at least players that'll be in the rotation this year. Um, so, and, the,
0: well, let me cut you off just because I don't want to spend all fucking podcasts on Alonzo Trier. But we are you sure. Yeah, I'm I'm positive. It, given that's what we've seen, given what we've seen so far, and this was part of my original rambling, which I should have just waited till we discussed whether or not I thought he was legit. But that's okay, live and learn. I'm gonna watch some tape after this and improve. You know, I'm a real student of the game. How much does it erode Fizdale's credibility given what we've seen out of him so far? If Trier isn't up with the big league team immediately, you know, given given his performance, does it factor into things at all? Or like, does that start? People start to grumble, like, why isn't he here? Like, if he starts the league, the, t- the year in the G League, for instance. Um, Drew, what do you think? I don't
2: think it's an issue. He's on a two-way contract, so I think the Knicks should utilize that advantage for keeping him both on the roster without having to sacrifice a roster spot yet. I mean, he still needs to work on some things. And going down to the G League and probably working more on his um, like creation for others, Would be probably beneficial because he was trying to do, they they forced him in the summer league to do that, that, and he looked awful Mm -hmm. because he was trying to create for others. And then when he tried to find his shot, the shot wasn't falling, and he just looked awful. And then now, you know, they're just telling him against like bench players, hey, just go out and score. And he's really good at that. So I think going to the G League and just be like, hey, practice, you know, passing and creating for others because we kind of know that he can get to the rim against NBA talent. So I would just utilize it for this one year. I don't see an issue. With it at all
1: what do you think She I think it'd be a fucking joke if he's not on the nBA roster like I think it's like, i mean who, who who how can you not put it like you can't preach this entire like ethos of you, you keep what you kill and you know this is a new slate, and everybody has everyone has to prove themselves to me like you can't say all that stuff and then not have him on the roster and like even like everything Fizdale says about him it's like dude, you can't say stuff like. He's the only guy I let ISO and then not have him on the roster. Like I mean, you can't gas point. him up. You can't gas him up like that and then talk all about your wonderful culture and all these wonderful things you're doing to make the Knicks like awesome again and then not have the guy who like has shown out in preseason. I'm mean, granted again, it's preseason, so you know, take that into account, but still like he's done everything you've asked of him and he's excelled. been one
0: of their top Five players in preseason he's easily honestly, he's top three. Is it? I, I mean, you can make that argument. Himmler and his like, canter. I think he's
1: been their best player in preseason, and I, like it's preseason, so whatever. But like, right. still, um, you know, like, like really, you're gonna. Really, Moodya has been better than him. He deserves a spot over him. Like, I will say Cornette. this. I will Cornette say this. A spot I, over I, him.
0: I, I I think it's something that if they don't bring him up immediately. It's not going to crater Fisdale's tenure immediately, like, they can recover from that. But it does look like he's a big bullshit artist if if he's not given a chance to start the season based on what he's done so far, I think. Yeah, Um, like, he
1: just deserves a shot. You know, he should be up with these guys because he's, you know, quite frankly, like, played better than most of them. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, with Vets and stuff, like... I don't know, people were like, freaking out about, like, Tim Hardaway. Like, I'm not that worried about him because he actually has a track record of, like, okay, you can say whatever you want about his production, but, like, he actually has a track record of production in the NBA, which is, like, at worst okay. You know, it's not, right. like, terrible, it's not great, but it's okay. Um, Like, you know, I don't worry about guys like that, but, like, I mean, really, Trey Burke is ahead of him because he had a nice, like, two months last year, at that's, the end of last year?
0: That's fair. I mean, I think
1: that's totally fair. I don't know. Like, I I'm just saying, like, I – I don't think he has to be off
0: his two-way, but I think he's got to be up with the big club and getting some minutes to start.
1: They shouldn't take him off the two-way because, like, why would you when you just have that, like, tool for now? Like, they know they shouldn't do that. Um, And, like, even because, like, you know, it might it's beneficial to keep him on that because what if you just want him to get some game time in Westchester while, like, you have a practice day for, like, the big Knicks? Uh, Because you're like, yo, we want you to work on, like, being a primary ball handler, so we just want you to get reps down there. So, yeah, keep him on the G League for now, but I'm saying, like, 100% he needs to be, like, you know, with the team to start the year. Yeah,
0: I agree. Speaking of players (laughs) splitting time, but you don't get to counter (laughs) Drew. Speaking of... (laughs)
2: Well, all I did was basically take my take and just say it in a very, you know, angry tone. just more angry to it. Like it was I the like the exact thing I said, and he was just more angry.
1: Look at look at Drew, he's so mad that everybody is gonna like my take so much more than his take. Of course I am. That jealousy is just it doesn't suit you, man. It's embarrassing to be honest. I don't
0: I I disagree see I disagree with you there. I, I think not only does it suit Drew, but it defines him.
1: Yeah, Drew is very petty. It defines me.
0: Yeah. Partially. <laughs> Drew contains multitudes, but like a big slice of that multitudinal pie is pettiness and envy. <laughs> oh, there's,
2: there's
0: so much in it. Moving on. Speaking of players spending time in the G League, I want to talk about Mitchell Robinson spending some time in the G League. But before we do that, just want to remind you that you are listening to Locked On Knicks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Okay. Okay. David Fisdale said that Mitchell Robinson would spend some time in the G League. I know a lot of fans anointed him as the next Wilt Chamberlain. and are like, no, he's never going to spend any time in the G League. That's insulting. He's a blue-chip prospect. How could you ever do that? But lo and behold, Fizzy dropped the hammer. He's like, no, he is going to spend some time there. What do you guys think about this? Are you on board with this strategery? I'll give Drew a chance to to start again because we all know Schwinn's gonna. Don't over- you
1: want Drew to have the last word though? I feel like Drew should have the last word. Oh, because
0: yeah. otherwise you'll overpower him. All right, you start. Yeah, Schwinn.
1: I mean, I'll probably <laughs> overpower him anyway. But, yeah. uh, Try to keep it short. I, give I, Drew a shot. Yeah, give Drew a, give a shot. Sure. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. If if he if he needs G League reps, he needs G League reps. I don't see why this is a crisis. He even said he, like Mitchell Robinson himself, said he could benefit from it. So why the hell should we have a problem with that? Yeah.
0: Drew.
2: Yeah, anyone who actually has a problem with it, I mean, just it's just a terrible take if you actually think the opposite. I mean, he, he's barely played. He doesn't really know, like, positioning yet, still. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, we get that he has all the, the raw talent and tools, but, like, he still doesn't know, like, fundamental things. So, yeah, play him in the G League so he can, like, practice fundamentals and actually play basketball. I mean, like, not playing competitive basketball for that long, like, it's... Like, you're going to be even more rusty. But, like, you know, usual, like, have you guys ever played, like, a sport... For like a while, you not play it for a year and you try to pick it up, and like you're not that good.
0: To be so, honest, that's me with basketball. I play like once a year, and then I die, and then I'm like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll come back stronger.
1: I'll come back. Stronger. I'm actually just awesome at every sport I ever play. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Anyone, the Mitchell Robinson thing, it's, it's like a non-issue. Yeah. And anyone who wants to make it an
0: issue can go uh, pound salt. So give me an over under. How many G League games does he play this season?
1: You want over under, or you want like an estimate on how many you think he's going to play? How many games are in a G League season? Who knows?
0: Over under, Drew.
1: Fifty six. Wow, I'm hammering the
0: under. Hammering the under.
1: Gonna (laughs) put my life savings on the under there.
0: (laughs) Ashwin, what do you what do you think? Uh, Ten. Yeah, I I could I could see him playing up to like twenty. That's like kind of the max I see. Um, But I I think yeah. Let me
1: let me see how many games like Dotson played during the G League.
0: That's good. Make sure you type really loud. Uh, in uh, a, <laughs> in, in, in uh, we, we do a lot of uh, market that? market research, market testing for uh, Locked On Knicks, and we find that people love when they can hear the keyboard. It's about their favorite thing.
1: Uh, so like yeah, like Dotson, who they definitely were not as high on, um, played thirteen games last year. So like, uh, so he'll play less. Yeah. Wait, so, like wait, so how know.
2: many games are in a G League season if Dothan played only 13? I swore Dothan
1: 56, like... dude. That, no, that, keep your over-under. That's a good line, you said. I'll keep
2: it at 56. But I swore Dothan
1: played like 46 games in the G League last year. Yeah, it feels like that, you know. It's just... it. I, mean, I don't know. The thing I is, it's... You know. He had to play down there, though. You know, there was no minutes for him in the
2: Big Knicks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Hornacek. Speaking of that, let's talk about Lance <laughs> Thomas starting... He's going to be the power forward to start the season. You guys know I don't think he's very good. But you may be surprised to hear that I don't really mind this at all. I'm curious what you guys think. Is this Where's this rank on you and, like, things you care about?
1: Negative 15. Yeah. Don't care about it at all. That's fine. Like, if you if he was looking like he did last year, I would have a problem with it. But, like, he looks way bigger this year and, like, He's actually making shots. He's playing better. he drives. Yeah. And so, like, that's fine. Like, as as long as... He, and you know, the biggest thing is Fizdale isn't, like, throwing him out there for 30 minutes. He's basically using him for, like, 20, 25 minutes max. Right. You know, it's like 15 to 25 minutes, somewhere in that range if you just play... And, like, on this roster, I'm, I'm not really that upset if he gets minutes over, like, Mario Hazonia. That's fine.
0: Who, by the way, I, I don't have him slated uh, as a talking point in this podcast, but... I am not uh, not a Hazonia fan. I have nothing against the guy. He's probably the greatest guy in the entire world. I don't think he's going to put it together, at least for the Knicks. And he seems well, to be maybe like
1: you're a, a racist. <clears throat>
0: oh, maybe I am. Sorry, I haven't burped on the podcast <laughs> in a long time. But I'm drinking a Budweiser, heavy tall boy, and that's just the kind of thing that happens. Um, oh, that felt good. I feel really good. But Hazonia, I hope put yeah. Out in post. But Hazonia, he's like he's like whack Beasley. He's also not good at defense. He does things that make you think he's really talented, but he's kind of a bonehead, and he has 17 turnovers.
1: I feel like he's really into his feelings right now. Like, like he looks like this lost puppy every time he does something wrong. And it's like, like he started off really well in that first preseason game, then he had two turnovers, and it was like, after that you could just kind of see it in his face. He was just like... And then like after, after that game, he even, he even had an interview, and they were like, it's like, he was super pissed about his turnovers, and it's like, dude relax yeah you know, chill out it's not that big of a deal i don't know he needs to just like calm down and fizzle needs to just be like you know have a little talk with him be like dude be like dude don't worry about it big.
0: we're not bringing you yeah. back next year this is no big yeah. deal
1: like you're just playing for your nba career calm down <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you just might be out of the league forever and ever next year don't worry about it it's no big deal
1: like look at look at emmanuel he's fine <laughs>
0: True. what do you think about Lance Thomas starting? It doesn't bother me. No, I don't care. You're fine. Do you think someone else should start in his place at power forward?
2: Well, that's a good question. I kind of Cornette. Probably. Yeah, maybe Luke. Stop, or, uh,
0: Stop it, Schwinn. Uh, Man, he looks terrible. I thought he could be something. I don't know. He's, I uh, Oof.
2: Well, he had three blocks in a row the other game.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's,
1: that's the offense. only good thing he's done in preseason, though.
2: Yeah, it is the only good thing. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Frank starting at the four. Honestly,
0: be, let's playing. get serious. Let's get serious. Come on, come I on. I mean, if he's I gonna
2: defend- look, if he's going to be defending fours, I mean, why not throw him in into like a lineup? He supposedly he grew. He has a giant wingspan. I mean, why not give it a shot and just go ultra small and just have like four ball handlers?
1: Yeah, why are you such a Frank hater, James? <laughs> why are you such a hater, dude? You guys shut up. I
0: want to talk about one other thing before we talk about Jimmy Butler, just because I got to talk about Jimmy Butler. But uh, Fisdale said recently that he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play anyone more than like 28 minutes. They're all going to run their asses off. They're going to be tired. If you're not exhausted when you come off the floor, something's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Sounds great to me. Do you guys think, is there any reason for me to be like worried about this decision? Uh, I'm a fan. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. Oh man. It's- there's Give me no a hotter take, Drew. Turn your take heat up by like ten degrees.
2: I think um, uh, what's his name, Tim Hardaway Jr., should average thirty-six minutes per game and have a usage percentage of thirty.
0: That was like thirteen degrees, but I'll accept it. No, yeah, that's all I got. Schwinn, turn your take heat up by twenty-five degrees.
1: Dude, I don't even know. What do you? I don't like. What am I? I'm, I'm supposed to be really angry about this situation. Like, uh, I mean, as long as like Moutier isn't playing twenty-eight minutes, that's fine. Yeah, it's good. That's I've... it's fine. I, I, I honestly, even if Moutier does, like, as long as it's towards the end of the year and they're like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just can't. It's really hard for me to get worked up. The only thing I care about is is Knox playing, is Frank playing, is Mitchell Robinson playing in the minutes like when you should be yeah. playing. Uh, and I think that's about it. Like, and then like you know there are other guys. Like, and then like as long as you know the younger young guys in the roster that like maybe theoretically have some upside or like getting legitimate chances. You know, like Trier and Baker and you know Azonia, you know, whatever. As long as these guys are like getting opportunities to play, um, that's fine. That's all I really care about. Yeah. I don't care about anything else.
0: My big takeaway is I'm so glad that Jeff Hornacek isn't the coach. This is something he would never do. It's a small thing, but it's one of the million things yeah. that have reminded. You got to
1: play defense if you want minutes. That's why I'm starting Jared Jacks.
0: <laughs> um, and. I could, like, try to get angry about it by, like, what if someone's hot or whatever? Can't you leave them in? And I'm sure people will play more than this sometimes. So it's a non-issue, but it's good. I I was glad to hear it. Not that big a deal. But just one of those small things that makes me feel a lot better about Fisdale than the truly terrible Jeff Hornacek. I want to close by talking about this Jimmy Butler saga. I mean, I know this is a Knicks podcast, but this is just one of the most delightful things that I've witnessed um, in quite some time around the basketball verse. I'm wondering if we can just kind of go around the room and share our favorite moments so far from the past couple days. Let's let's revel in this. Let's enjoy this. I just want to say I'm extremely happy that this is not happening to the Knicks. This, I'm like, is this actually what it's like to not, you know? It, but this this seems more ridiculous. Hmm.
1: Yeah, but think about the listens you'd be getting That's if this was happening so to the So
0: many. Knicks. I mean, we already are one yeah, of the true. best. I can't give you my numbers, but we're doing bigly. The down I mean, your department. guests are
1: great. Your great. Your guests are phenomenal.
0: <laughs> and I and luckily I I have a personality where I, I can I know how to handle them. You know, not everyone could could ride this. <laughs> I, I don't know what <laughs> analogy I'm about to make. Could no, ride point Ashwin point. like I ride him. You know, like, you can do it. Like freaking second chair. Just make... this yeah, fucking... yeah. Uh Ashwin, what's your favorite? You're the one who really <laughs> wanted to talk about this. What's your favorite moment of the Jimmy Butler saga? <laughs>
1: All of it. All of it's so good. But my favorite is definitely the fact that he, like, went to practice, yeah. basically called the entire, like, basically told yeah. Towns and Wiggins to their face that they're bitches, um, and zero reaction. Like, nothing reported. Again, we don't know. There's no footage. But, like, there hasn't been even one one report that, like, they came back out. Of... There was even a report that Wiggins gave him death. Like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> what the hell is that?
0: I mean – I talk a lot, I throw this, the word sunning around uh, pretty, lib- pretty liberally here. That's the ultimate sunning. I don't know if I've ever heard of someone getting sunned more than this guy waltzing into practice and being like, fuck y'all, I'm going to shut you down. Doing With the it. String. Shouting at the GM. You can't win without me. You need me. Getting uh, Carl Anthony Towns to kick it out, being like, you can't do shit against me. Guarding Cal- Carl Anthony Towns, who should be able to dominate him on the block as this, like, you know, generational big man offensive talent, and him just being like, yeah, someone else take it. Um,
1: what well, a... like the, did you hear, like, the other part of that story is apparently, according to Butler, like, before he went to defend Towns, like, Towns was, you know, destroying whoever was defending him, and he was, like, yelling in the gym, like, who wants this work? Like, who wants this work? <laughs> who wants this work? And then Butler, no. and, like, like, you can't do that, and then, Like, just kick it out as soon as... And Butler's... You you got, like, what, 100 pounds and, like, 7 inches on him? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you (laughs) doing? Like,
0: you're you're in this practice where he's sunning you. You're not in a playoff game. Why don't you foul the shit out of him? Why don't you throw an elbow at his head, back him down, foul the shit out of him, and dunk on him? Who cares? Like... Ooh, oh, you know
1: what the worst? Sorry, actually, you know what? Let me, let's let Doug talk because I feel really bad that we're just overshadowing him here on this podcast. Oh,
2: no. Doug, I was just I listening know. to the, uh, the brilliance <laughs> of this podcast. I was, you know, I was like a listener on the other line. It was very
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like a caller on WFAN.
0: <laughs> uh, D- D- no, but <laughs> Doug from Southie, what do you want to say? <laughs> That's what they say, my right? That's the worst my, impression ever.
2: My favorite part <laughs> is a reporter. From the Star Tribune, his name was Chris Hines. He <laughs> tweeted at this tweet, Timberwolves owner, Glenn Taylor, who also owns the Star Tribune, declined comment when reached out by the Star Tribune. Like, that tweet is so absolutely nix-y. insane. It's, not only did I not know, the owner of the Timberwolves also owns the main newspaper. Yeah, who says in, journalism is in, dead, you know? In Minnesota, like, it's basically this guy called his boss. He's like, "Hey, you want to comment on the situation?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs>
0: it's,
2: <laughs> like, it's just so—I don't know. It's, it's, so, it's so perfect. Uh, and it just it. I just reading it and just—it's probably the best part. Like, it's going like probably underrated in terms of like all the reports because, like, th- like the Wode and the Shan stuff is really blowing up with all like the players only meeting and there's players yeah. like I wasn't invited to this players only meeting. <laughs> it's like, I don't, this one is just under the table and it's just it's so perfectly dysfunctional that Uh, I just just love every moment of it. The specific way,
0: the specific way it's worded is really beautiful. I think he puts in parentheses like,
1: yes, is the owner of the Star Tribune
0: or something, but like the the execution is beautiful. Drew actually retweeted it. So go to at Scooter Toots, (laughs) worst display name in the game. Go to Scooter Toots (laughs) and (laughs) you'll see that he's retweeted this beautiful, beautiful tweet. Yeah.
2: It's from Chris Hein. Just go, or just go to Chris, type in Chris Hine. It's,
0: it's such a perfect tweet. Toots. now it, got to scooter so Toots. To yeah, hit him hit,
1: give him give him a follow. He's very sensitive about his follower count, so please follow Scooter Toots.
0: I
2: really am. Like the fact that I don't have like ten thousand followers is
1: completely <laughs> unacceptable. So, so like I honestly with so with this whole thing, I like the worst takes on this entire situation I've seen are like the takes of I can't believe people are giving Butler credit. Like he's just being a big bully, and like this just speaks to the macho culture. It's like no, dude. Like this is professional sports, and like in competitive professional sports, if somebody's coming at you and basically saying like I'm better than you and you're not shit in your own like in first of all in practice, like like in practice they're coming at you this hard, and like if you're Towns, you're Wiggins, you just signed these max contracts, like you're the young Cornerstones of the franchise, like I'm sorry, I don't want to hear about like how this just speaks to like how the macho culture. Like I don't care. Ki- like this isn't about the macho culture, of the NBA. This is like, dude, if somebody's stepping to you like that, you kind of have to have some reaction. Like you have to have some react. You don't need to beat the shit out of them. You don't need to like throw punches. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like when like you can't yeah. kick the ball out. You can't just kick the ball out of the post cat. Well, I think it's the
0: same thing I think it's well, the same thing as life like you don't have to agree with someone who is the macho bullier or whatever, but you can't back down from them either. or you're just gonna get well, pumped I, like uh, to
2: be to be fair a bit to it like if we take this out into a context of like non like sports team workplace i I think I mentioned this in our in our slack life yeah. like if I was back working in an office and I had some crazy guy ranting about how great he is and i work with uh with salesforce to actually you know pay bills because you know this podcast sure as hell isn't
0: oh me, me. i'm drew
1: i had jobs
0: that's so, that's too uh, bad because it pays my bills and then some one of these days yeah, i'll give you guys like definitely a doesn't pay me but <laughs> yeah. so like if some some crazy person
2: in the office is like yelling and then he comes at me and he goes hey drew i can make a salesforce report better than you or something like that and i would be like that's great that's really sad that you're getting this emotional over you know if you're that great of a Salesforce person you know what i'm saying like if you yeah i mean it would be a great but, but
1: like this but seems like, like a crazy person but like and i this wouldn't
2: engage is in it sports though. yeah that's the only thing i would just yeah. i'm saying <laughs> the people are saying that because if you do it in any other workplace well yeah no it one would, would put be up with
0: this. it would be the greatest Chappelle, not the greatest that's ridiculous but it would be a great Chappelle show skit if it was just, like, yeah. someone, Jimmy Butler, yeah, exactly. coming to your office screaming. But, but, like, scream that's
1: it. precisely why it's a stupid take, because, like, this isn't your job. There's like, context, unless, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, unless unless at your job the league, like, the minimum salary for everybody is, you know, 850000 or whatever, then, first, please tell me where you work, recommend me for a job, that'd be great. Um, but, like, you know, like, you can't, I, I don't know, just the, like, I just can't wrap my head around this idea that, like, oh yeah towns and wiggins took the high road like really they took the high road that's your take on this situation like that's that's the take well the guy who had his brother tweet out like how happy he was that butler was gone right. or whatever and then like cat who only signed the extension after all these reports came out about like how they were totally going to trade butler like really your take at this point is is about how like like that's the take that you know these guys yeah. took the high road like come on Like, I'm
0: extremely not macho, but it is what it is. Like, this is the shit you have to deal with. You're going to go up against Kevin Garnett saying he fucked your wife and she smells like Cheerios, and, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? You're going to dap him up afterward? Like, you know. Don't
1: we go through
2: this in, like, even in, like, high school sports and stuff like that? I know. Yeah, but these guys are so
1: much better than everybody in high school. Like, you really think anybody in high school is going to step to Carl Anthony Towns when he's, like, towering over them?
2: I mean, I don't know the competition he plays. I don't follow high school sports; it's terrible. But I'm just saying, like, just in sports in general, when you're playing with them, you know, amongst your, the same level of competition, if someone is talking shit, like,
0: yeah, and you, you gotta go shut them up one way or point. another. Yeah,
2: I'm just, I don't, I don't know.
0: Shame saying, on the too, Minnesota like, Timberwolves. I'm getting a Jimmy Butler. Yeah, jersey. I mean, also,
1: like, I guess we probably, yeah, but we also like probably shouldn't just act like Jimmy Butler's like some hero and all this either. Yeah. Like, he's obviously acting like huge douche and all this also.
0: Yeah, I want, I want to believe that.
1: But you I'm, don't like you don't like you don't. you don't think so? Because here's like, what come say. on, man. You can't be like, oh yeah, I just randomly just like Rachel Nichols just happened to be in Minnesota, <laughs> Minneapolis, the media capital. I of the can't
0: world. listen, like I like you I'm listening to you logically and that makes sense, and my whole life my whole life is based around being an extremely moral person. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I wanna be a good guy, and I recognize that this is shitty human behavior, but there's a part of me that for whatever reason, maybe it's just because I'm so entertained by it. I don't mind. I don't know. I do think he has has somewhat of a case only because... I don't know. It it seems to be like an established norm where if you have one year left on your contract, you say, I'm not going to play anymore, and then you get traded. He's not getting that. So he shows up, and he's like a little bit more of a dick than someone normally would. Like This kind of thing could still happen, whether or not he's going through this. And it's not too unusual. What's really unusual is then having the Rachel Nichols ESPN interview immediately afterward to confirm it all, but I don't know, yeah, I, I guess he's being a douche, but I, this is just so entertaining, I don't well, like, like, I
1: guess, like, the question you everybody, like do you, like, do you guys even think he, like, is he wrong? Like, is he wrong that, I, I see, like, that's where I have trouble with it, because I think he's being a huge douche, and there's probably like, yeah, you could probably handle it better, or more professionally, or whatever, blah blah blah, but like, forgetting his culpability and like if he's wrong or right or how wrong any of that shit like like is he right is he right about wiggins and cat because if he's if he's right about wiggins and cat forget him like if he's right about them just like not really wanting it and like not really being about winning and shit like that i mean if i was like a wolves fan or something that would be more concerning to me than like jimmy butler who presumably is that most going to be here for another year and then like be out.
0: But- I think he's much closer to being right about Wiggins. Cause I don't believe in him at all. And I think towns could just be early on his developmental curve. And that is where the problem might really come in. Cause I do think if people are legitimately dogging it, like they do need to be called out. And I think these guys make so much money that it's very rare that people do get called out when they're dogging it. Um, but I don't know about towns. I-, I know he looks really bad on defense, I don't know. He might still just be super young. I don't know. I, I guess he hasn't really shown anything on that end.
2: It's tough. We should ask Phil Jackson for his um, thoughts on this,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> he was because
2: he's such an open person.
0: How big is Carl Anthony Towns' butt? That's what we really need to figure out.
1: Um, yeah. Are we
2: sure Carl Anthony Towns is actually improving though year over year? I
1: don't. Know. I don't think he is. I mean, his offense might be, but like he was already so good when he came in. I feel like the gains he makes on offense are. I mean, not to say they're insignificant, but they're like that's not the end where the impact of his game well, is going to like Here's the
0: thing. I mean, you know? this is I mean, everyone talks about his offense and how, how great it is and obviously his defense needs work, you know, and the off-sided stat is that Jimmy when Jimmy Butler was down, the Wolves played terribly. They were like 10 and 13 and yeah, they, they, and, 10 they 10. and they and they played like a 61 win team when he was on the court. And someone like KP who's not nearly as efficient offensively as Towns when he was healthy, the Knicks were like 500-ish. So maybe Towns is really overrated. Maybe his defense is that bad that no matter how good he looks offensively, it doesn't really matter. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, a question for another pod. I think we've exhausted. I don't want to you know drag this on too much. I want to give the bite-size podcast that our audience craves, uh, according to our market research. So I'm going to wrap up. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I'll let Shwen, you start. You say uh, where people can find you and then if there's anything you want to plug. Uh,
1: you can find me at Shwenny Poo on Twitter, uh, also on postingandtoasting.com on the internet. Uh, I have written several previews. I should be, there should be an Ennis Cantor preview coming pretty soon at some point in the near future. Whenever I get motivated, write about an escanter. So uh, look out for that; it's Woo! coming. Drew,
0: same so spiel. So you
1: can,
2: so you can find me on Twitter at Scooter Toots. You know it. I also write at Posting and Toasting. I do have three pending articles. Two of them involve puns, so stay tuned for that. And also, Twenty Four is on Amazon Prime, and I would like to plug that show because it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh recently have been rewatching it and I think that how much of a patriot Jack Bauer is really gets glossed over uh, in America nowadays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wanna say the most underrated sound bite in the history of TV is the like the dude dutes from uh twenty four, where it goes like Dum, <laughs> Dum, <laughs> Dum, <laughs> in between the shit. Like everyone knows about the dun dun from have time Law and for this Order. Chloe. Everyone knows about the Law and Order. Dun dun. But they don't know about the 24th. Dun
1: dun. The show
2: is perfect. It's a perfect television show.
0: It's the Goat Doot Doot. It's, you know, nothing's better than The Sopranos, but I feel you guys. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. All right, that's it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Knicks. If you've got a moment, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to the show if you have not already. Tell your friends about the sensation that is Locked On Knicks. If you have not already, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Knicks or follow me on Twitter at NBA Injury Report for jokes about basketball. Be chill to each other. Spay it into your pets. If it's y'all, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it all the way down. Always oh, salt the pasta water. Take that, take that, take that. For data. I better than Park. Peace!